This is none other than the 332nd Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation, the only podcast to make recorded look this good. The Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Batman. In the Perjanger box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man, and of course, our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bugrell, big brother. Our mascot hero time, Link Diablo. But we gather here because tonight, a 10-year plan, live-action Pac-Man, and AI overlords lose in court and so much more on the Triforce podcast. We want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com and check out all of our content, as well as going over to facebook.com backslash TriforcePod, where you're going to find all of our polished, pristine content coming out in a timely manner. Um, the main thing I want to get to is this first story, because there's a lot of different leaks and rumors coming out from this uh Ironheart series, and if you scroll down, we'll see a couple tweets. Um, The MCU's Ironheart villain is still unknown, but previous rumors may have shed some light on the subject. Entertainment insider Casey Walsh reported that the MCU series will feature the mystical villain known as the Hood, indicating that the world will involve machines versus magics in a battles. Um, Hamilton star Anthony Ramos was rumored to play the hood, and now we have some set photos that leak him to it. A very comic-accurate uh, costume, as simple as it is. If you scroll down, you'll see another one of another angle of him. Just in the Marvel comics, uh, Parker Robbins, a.k.a. the hood, is a petty thief who shot a demon inside a warehouse. You know how that goes. And after killing the beast, he stole its cloak and boots that enable him to fly and become invisible while holding his breath. Yeah, Parker Robbins, the hood. I just see that as like, God, I hope this is just like the the bodyguard that is mainly going after Ironheart because there have also been other set photos that show a very odd-looking Ironheart suit. Like, not really the comic images you get of Ironheart when they're talking about her and, you know, like web media. It's kind of like a lot of different colors looking like you just bootstrapped a whole bunch of crap together. So it may be like an early suit. They are saying she's going to have multiple suits. Um, How are you feeling, old man, about this magic versus machines kind of vibe? I kind of like it. Um, I'm cautious. I I don't know really know how to feel about it right now, and and because I'm just curious. As a premise, I can see it going good. Like I could see everything going bad, but when you're looking at Ironheart, you're looking to differentiate her from Tony Stark and still have this iron person in the universe, which is almost why you have, like, Kevin Feige willing to go, like, oh, no, we wanted to kill every of the core founding Avengers in that Endgame movie. Yeah, I saw that story. So it's like, welcome, Katarina Thermoscara, our wonderful woman! 
Cat, we're talking about the set photos that leaked out of uh, Ironheart, supposed villain. I mean, not supposed. This is the photos that we got. I'm hoping he's more like that bodyguard role, and we have another big bad in here that's really forcing him to do stuff. But the the hood is rumored to be the big bad, and Anthony Ramos caught in ca- uh, garb on leaked photos on the site, uh, set site. Um, how do you feel about their premise is magic versus machine for Ironheart? Um, I haven't really given it much thought because, you know, I try to distance myself from these things mm-hmm. so that I don't come up with a gajillion scenarios that all end up being wrong when I go watch the movie and I end up walking away. That's the masochist in me. I love being wrong. <laughs> I don't know that I, live I will it. ever say that I love being wrong um, unless it's child. something that I want to be good, but I don't think will be good. And then I go and it is good. I like the actor in other things. So I'm sure that he will do a good job. Recently in Hamilton, which you said you liked. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm from last week, if you remember. I'm just they're 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 getting a little bit uneven with with them trying to put out so much. Mm-hmm. And um, what I've seen is kind of overwhelming. But I don't know Ironheart her story that well, so. I, I don't really even have any notes for that. I just I, I mean, hope that it that it it lives up to what it needs to live up to. With like Ironheart, with Kate Bishop, with you know Wiccan and Speed, they're building up to this Young Avengers movie, right? And I mean they're setting the foundation blocks to where you'll probably see them pop in in more other content, especially when you're looking at like Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty as the next two Avengers films, like. With That's a really Marvel, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> with Marvel, I have confidence. But I loved Miss Marvel. I did. Oh my god, that was so good. Did you see the assembled? Okay. Hmm? The uh, making of Miss Marvel? Yes, I did. Sir. Oh my god. I did not. It is so good, old man. It is. I mean, it is definitely definitely oh. worth a watch. I really love their behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I really really love it. Um, even like the way that they shoot it, the stylization, but mm-hmm. you know all the little nuggets and and the and it and it doubles down on the care that they take when they care and and that's just I think where I get nervous is did they care or did they not <laughs> going in? Well, with Ms. Marvel, you could tell they cared because they yeah, were absolutely. trying to pin that right, and there are a lot of just Arabic people who are just like, wow. Like, no, that was my childhood right there. And there was enough of that nostalgia with enough of it for other people of like, you know what? I don't actually know a lot about this culture. And it allows more. in Normalized representation. And it's great, man. I feel like that is also what they're doing with this new phase. I feel a lot of people have been very, very critical of the MCU with the phase four is a build phase. You're going to see a lot of things that don't make sense right now. And they're saying, oh, it has no direction. That you can see. Obviously, with this last announcement that we got at a Comic-Con, not D23, that's where they're holding all their releases for, their own 
event, of course. So we got Daredevil, the look at his yellow and red suit, comic accurate, and She-Hulk coming soon. I think that's what, tomorrow? Or next Uh, week? I think so. Or Or no, Andor's next week, I think. One of them, something's happening on Disney Plus on Wednesday. That's all I know. <laughs> Disney Plus throw up on August. <laughs> you know, you got Andor and She-Hulk coming in August, and it's a very Disney heavy, and it is very welcome because Marvel does it right, unlike the history of our next story, because that. That was a good segue. So far, so far, it hasn't been coming up Millhouse for Warner Brothers. But they got a ten-year plan. So that which this is isn't not really the segue between the last story, Miss Marvel, and this story. So if you. Kevin Smith just recently went on record saying, "Oh, that, he w- he had a rant." Oh, he well, I mean, he, his normal his normal speaking is a rant, but yeah, it it's an point. extra rant on top of the rant. I didn't agree with all um, points of it, but I didn't listen to it, so I'll reserve my uh, formal opinion. There were two. He went. He went. He went and said, "Like, why are we canceling Batgirl? You should just release it anyway, because I know the quality of work of the two directors." that you know we're doing mm-hmm. on Batgirl they also did two episodes of Miss Marvel and yeah. they knocked it out of the park they did so at least give them their 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 just desserts and just release the movie for they're giving Mr. Chokey a chance that guy just got federally indicted for uh, burglary I feel like if not for the actress that was cast as Batgirl, which I apologize for not remembering her name, um, but for the fact that we had Michael Keaton and Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. um, committed to this project, yeah. put it out on HBO Max. Like We know that it's unfinished. We know that what we're probably getting isn't the best version that they wanted to give us. But you've already invested $90 million in all of these people's time. Let, you know, let the people reap the benefit of their work. It's kind of the mm-hmm. double-edged sword there. Because if they are willing to chop off that $90 million leg yeah. that we haven't seen. Yeah. And for all intent and purposes, this was helmed, created, and so far instructed by the old regime. David Salazov reassured both fans and Wall Street that the studio is hoping to emulate the success of Marvel Studios. And with that's where they're going wrong. A decade-long roadmap. And a team behind it, which is sus because they're just trying to map somebody else's success because everybody has been saying, why can't you be more like your big brother Marvel? And the, and which is funny because Marvel's technically the little brother. Yeah. That's yeah. a story for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they, they don't they do not care about the product that they've been putting out because it's infamous over the last, uh, I don't even remember how long this, this universe has been being built at least a decade that the studio continues to get involved with the directors and the filmmakers and making them make changes and do things that weren't part of the original intent or the original vision of the people that were behind making these films. So this universe from day one was not built 
way that the people intended it to be built because the studio continued to get involved with all of their producers and, and executives and, and what have you. Yeah. That's something that is well documented, not only by the actors and the directors themselves, but even by the people with the purses saying that, yeah, we wanted it to go in this direction. You, you cannot can take somebody's someone else's blueprint and then try to jimmy rig yourself into it you need to build your own path and one of the reasons why marvel and dc were successful in their own rights before all of this competition started was because dc understood what it did best which was animated yeah and marvel individual movies what it did best. individual movies wise dc always like man of steel there's a reason why I people want you know uh, another henry cavill superman movie there's a reason right. why they want another Batman, uh, Batfleck movie, because they yeah. were written by Zack Snyder, who is a nerd who understood the assignment. Now, that being said, DC is taking this as a reset point, which with Warner Brothers, them having this idea is not original. DC has had multiple resets, and it's been Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's been... So many different things to where you got the, the new 52 and now they have another thing. It, reinventing itself is almost in the same vein as DC to where they've been at this game long enough. They know how to re uh, to reinvigorate this franchise if they have the right people behind it. Now, with this story, yep. I agree with a separate team that is just focused on a 10 year plan to improve DC because David Salazov also said we are focusing on quality, not quantity. That is the key to where now we have Ben Affleck Batman showing up in Aquaman 2, which obviously they're going to have reshoots because they want to eliminate more Amber Heard for some reason. Right. I don't know why. But I hope, I hope they bring in Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. You can probably eliminate Amber Heard's role if you just bring back Nicole Kidman and have Batfleck. You could probably yeah. offset every scene. And I have to say this, just just think we don't need a romance in every movie. We don't we don't we don't need it. No, we don't. It could just we be can have Aquaman without Mera. We can do that. Yeah. Everyone will be okay. I don't think anybody's gonna cry. I've, no. Well, the romance can happen after the credits roll and the, the and, best yeah. like chemistry was between the parents. Yeah. Not not him and and Mira, and then also when he finds his mother. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> I found it very charming that when scene, Rex... their chemistry was really great as you know, mother son relationship. So I, I liked like how Rex and and, and, uh, instead Nicole of the Kidman potato in the corner made, made Jason Momoa, Momoa. You know, you had a clone yeah. trooper, you had a, a Atlantean queen. I mean, how could you not make Jason Momoa out of that? Even though neither one of them are Hawaiian. I want DC to do well. And this is like back to like a couple last week or even before that. I don't know. I've been saying it for a long time that DC needs to get it right. Um, And I appreciate what they're saying here. But until the studio backs off and let the people with Mm -hmm. the creative vision do what they do best. I'm not as hopeful as I want to be. But this is one of those times that I would love to be wrong. So I have a question for the both of you. Okay. Since 2013, so since Man of Steel, mm-hmm. name any of the movies within the DC universe that actually hit the mark besides Man of Steel. Wonder Woman. 
Wonder okay. Woman, yeah. Shazam. Shazam, yes. Shazam did, absolutely. And I would even say Aquaman minus Mira really well. I mean, I didn't even really mind Mira in that first one. I mean, she didn't really move the I plot thought, forward, but... Yeah, I, 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 like, this is nothing to do with the actress herself. I just didn't see the point of Mira's character even while watching the film. Like, I knew why she was there. She's supposed to be the vehicle that gets him there and his true love and what have you. But you could have inserted pretty much anyone into that. It could have been Norman Osborn. I forget the guy's name, but uh, William Dafoe. I mean, he could have been. It could have been William Dafoe the whole time. That's what I'm saying. We don't need a romance. That's true. We don't. We don't need it. Um, You could have built to the romance. But I I sincerely do think Man of Steel, the first Wonder Woman, Mm. Shazam, and Aquaman were good films. The Zack Snyder Justice League. When the Zack Snyder, I, would I apologize. That. Yeah, I would. I would agree with the Zack Snyder. Well, and Joker, um, the Todd Phillips Joker movie was fan. If I don't think that counts as part of this universe. No, it doesn't. It Suicide doesn't count squad. as part the of the universe. Suicide but squad. I mean, oh. uh, Suicide Squad, yes. The Peacemaker, second the second one. Well, yeah, I mean, technically the second one, yes. But James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn, um, <laughs> his Suicide Squad. <laughs> Say it. Yes. No, no, so yeah. I would say that they've had some good films. I, I yeah. would sincerely say that. But I do also think that the ones that did the best were the ones where the studio had the least amount of involvement. Yes. But they also said that, you know, the rumor mill, the Constantine film, not affected, not going to be canceled. Green Lantern, not affected. Blue Beetle, not affected. Um, you know, as well as all the ones we're getting in the slate this year. So in the future, we will still be getting a Blue Beetle film. That's where I really hold hope that if we get a Snyderverse movement for Batgirl, not that I see it, it could live. But the only way you get that is because of Michael Keaton. Because they want to see him. But we're going to see him in the the Flash. Um, The first test of Black Adam tested the same as the most recent Batgirl audience. Yes. So now that improved over time. Yes. But it it improved over time, but the first test for Black Adam tested at 60%. But that just goes to Kat's point is that if they believe in the project, they will work it out. Yeah. Because all the trailers that we've seen from Black Adam, I'm going to watch that. I also feel that with with the star power that they have for Black Adam, they're going to want to invest more because they already have probably one of the biggest box office pulls in Dwayne Johnson. And he's he's like and he is extremely passionate about this film. He's been trying to make it for 10 years. I don't think that this film, even if it if it's complete trash, I think it's still going to pull in money just because it's Dwayne Johnson. But because he himself is so passionate about it and has taken the onus on himself, like, I'm going to put out a great DC film. You guys wait and see. We're going to do right by this. Like, he's personally been talking up this movie so much that it puts pressure on everybody to fix whatever's wrong instead of just abandoning it. So I do hope 
that this film comes out and it does well because it deserves to do well. Yeah. Um, but uh, the studio just really needs to, to back off and trust the process of of the fans, like the the people that are doing it, especially if they are the fans. Yeah, if you hire somebody, you need to invest into their vision. I, it comes down to. Yeah. Especially if you know that there's somebody that's invested in the source material that and, that is and, a legitimate, you know, consumer of that and, and knows these characters and knows how they should do things like back back the fuck off and let them do their job. Nobody nobody likes somebody looking over your shoulder and like, well, we don't really need this. How about more explosions? Well, and that speaks to why Zack Snyder was so successful in his Justice League, Suicide Squad, and peacemaker because and here, he knew what, what he like was doing what the rock is doing he is actually taking that realm of his experience in pro wrestling of that smack talk and saying well black Adam can take superman and the only person that can be his version of superman is henry cavill so he's advocating through his 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 smack talking of trying to get henry cavill to be his his well, nemesis even in the at the movie the recent comic-con there was that that uh, the fans booed him because he was kind of walking that back, like Henry Cavill will always be our generation's Superman and all that. And it's just like, yeah, fuck that guy who was just doing the CW show. Like, he did Superman and Lois in, like, a whole different layer of depth to Superman that we haven't seen on live action. We're going to ignore that guy because he was a CW show. Moved over to HBO Max. We're going to focus on Henry Cavill. I mean, honestly, he didn't do bad, but he never got the shot to be the Superman that he could have been. If they would have believed in him, like Kat's saying. Like, um, that it is a shame. Like believing in this next it, story. And it's just, mm, stop, stop being so concerned about money and you will make money. That's kind of what Marvel and Disney's doing. I want like this next story because these guys are making a boatload of money with Sonic now having the third movie release date unannounced. The third Sonic the Hedgehog movie has been given a release date. Sonic Tails and Knuckles were returned to theaters in a film presumably called Sonic the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> on December 20th, 2024. Uh, obviously, we're just assuming because the second one made money hand over fist that yeah. all the previous cast is going to be back. James Morriston, um, you know, Endress Alba, everybody. Old man, where do you, do you see them adding that Sonic universe of all the Amy and all the other characters? Yeah, yeah, I see them adding that eventually. Do you see Jim Carrey coming back? Because that's the main question of the writer of this article is like, is Jim, Jim Carrey going to be there? Because we had that um, we had that story that Jim Carrey said, like, you know what, man? Black chap dealer, uh, blackjack dealer clap. I'm out. Like, unless it's a good script. I mean, I mean, I'm sure if he was integral in the script, I'm sure he would say, yeah, I'm in. And by 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 saying yeah I'm in, by meaning um oh yeah show me the fucking money, I'm in. 
As yeah, he should, no. King. You you back a dump truck of money uh, up to him, and he's 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 going to put any kind of artistic thought aside. I think he does not need to work. No, he does not need to. It. He does not need to. He never needs to work again. Do you remember if he if you want to have him do a project? Got to give him whatever he wants. It's got to be worth it to him. And I can't imagine that money is going to be the biggest draw for him. It's going to be creative control. I think he's busy doing art. Exactly. But I also think it's about the character because I saw a lot of like old school Jim Carrey in Dr. Robotnik. Right. Like there was a lot of that. You're talking about in living color, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like. It was Once that bitten over. He was doing the guitar scene. <laughs> yeah, oh that God. over the top. Yeah. I am donking this. Like he was that in was his element. Major role. He was in his element. Like, and especially because he's he is a method actor, as we've seen from that Andy Kaufman documentary. Yeah, I guarantee you that man was acting like Doctor Robotnik on set. Earth girls are easy, Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> And if he does come back, that would be very exciting because then you yeah. know that he's been given creative control yes, and is going to be doing it up and it's going to be entertaining. I, if I were the studio, I'd give him whatever the heck he wanted. But the problem is he just needs to want it. Like they could offer him whatever, whatever they can. But if he's not personally invested in doing the project, yeah, it won't matter. Now, here's the thing is that they're switching from like that springtime release to winter. So they're hoping that they're going to make even more money having it in that wintertime crunch. Yeah. What it, I f- really feel like is the crowning factor to a Sonic 3. If you don't want to godfather this shit, you are going to get Jim Carrey at all costs. No matter what new characters you add in there, there is a certain dynamic between him and Sonic which translates from the game. You believe he is that mad scientist that is like, no, I'm going to kill that hedgehog. Yet you, you have that suspended disbelief to where all of his work just goes right out the window because, you know, that's Jim Carrey living in the moment when he's doing the scene. Mm-hmm. Him in that movie, it's just, it's just, he makes that movie so much. I mean, honestly. And it's like the joy that you can tell that he's really enjoying it. Yes. And that translates through the screen because he is a good actor, but you can tell when somebody's like phoning it in or not. Mm -hmm. And he was all in truly having the time of his life. And that's why I'm saying like for him, it's got to be like a passion for him. It's got to be passionate. And if I do think that if they were like, yeah, do it up, do whatever you want, then he would be more interested. But I don't think it's going to be a money thing. I think it's going to be like. It's got to be cathartic to him. He has to really, like, feel that role. And I think he already right. has his toes in the, in that water of Dr. Robotnik. And especially with, like you're saying, he didn't phone it in. And I got that early Jim Carrey because he was so enthusiastic about it. I feel like that's because this is something that nobody has been able to master. Sonic 2, up until this point, has been the best-selling video game adaptation ever. They did something right, even though they did not follow the script of the games. They give you an original story with the blue blur that you love, and now they're expanding that. I see this as New Frontier, not like the game, Um, (laughs) Sonic, Uh, anyway, but not like the game. 
But the new frontier that I feel like if you have that golden script of, look, man, we're not just making another film. This is how we're moving this universe forward. We just created the new. We just created the new intro for the new Sonic. It's going to be them ripping off Star Trek with the rings. Have them saying to seek out new rings and <laughs> destroy Eggman. <laughs> I like it. I like I I like this next story. Well, actually, I don't like this next story. I'm actually very uh, confused, confuzzled, and perplexed by it because. Somehow, in the world, we're getting a live-action Pac-Man movie. Do you know any? Uh, you know any yellow, yellow circles with mouths and eyes? Because I think I that's kind of hard to cast. I know one. Okay. Give them their number. Okay. Wayfair. <laughs> Wayfair might be able to use them. But that's right. The yellow circle. The hungry yellow circle, that is, is getting a live-action movie from Wayfair, according to Hollywood Reporter. The movie comes from the original... Uh, from an original idea by the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, associate producer, Chuck Williams. To tie it into the last story, Pac-Man developer Bandai Namco will partner with Wayfair in this project. No further details on how the... Hang on. I need air quotes for this. Plot... <laughs> of Pac-Man or its visual aesthetics will translate into live action. The Pac-Man movie will join a number of uh, game-related movies in the development, like Super Mario Brothers with Illumination Studios, uh, starring Chris Pratt as Mario. So, so to <sighs> preface this, uh, Pac-Man is already a uh, animated show on Netflix. It is a Halloween-based show. So, there's well, there was that. that original animated show too. From what was it, the eighties? Eighties, yeah. Yeah. I'd say the eighties. Um do they mean live action in the same way that they said live action for Lion King? Probably like the animals were all CGI or like one of those, you know Yeah, they're just gonna where find you have a like wild Roger animal. Rabbit and stuff where certain things are animated and but they're oh, also live action. I see where you're going. Them. Okay. Animated or that kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog kind of feel to where yeah. they're realistically like hybrid, it. like hybrid. Excuse me. Hybrid. I kind of feel you could do either. Really, I mean, is anybody really hoping for a high plot point in this Pac-Man movie? Oh, me, me, me. Besides gluttony, I imagine I, I, a huge gluttony reference there, at least metaphorically. I remember that the the game is actually supposed to be a metaphor for something, but I don't remember what it is. And honestly, I don't care. I don't see the need for this. Exactly. It's very surprising. That's why I had to add it in here. I mean, if we had more stories, it would have been in the, you know, the live folder, but there wasn't enough this week. So, pork chop sandwiches. Exactly. Like our next ad segment. Very eloquently and uh, expertly put. I know. I'm, I'm right on point today. You are. <laughs> because if you want to be the next talk of your office or town, you're going to go over to APLUSCaterers.com because that's where you're going to find A-plus catering and events ready to de- deliver the most delicious delicatessens that you will ever taste. Constantly evolving and thinking of new and different recipes to make your event 
highlight, and be the best. So hop on over to APLUSCaterers.com. 99% of you may not actually go over to A-plus-caterers, and that's your fault. A lot like the 99%. Hey, some of us are logistically unable to. That's fair enough. But logistically, you're able to (laughs) take advantage advantage of this next story, but you probably have no need, interest, or want to actually do it because they have proven you don't. 99% of Netflix subscribers have not tried its games yet. They have games? Yeah, they got games. We reported on it on this very show, but I didn't we really did. talk very in-depth on it. We did, and I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> now. I, I remember us talking about it and questioning why. Yeah, and, and apparently and, um, everybody is still that, questioning why. This reaction is the exact reason why. <laughs> why the fuck would I go to you for games? Like, no, I would go to Amazon before I would go to them for games. Because at least I could buy the game from Amazon. Oh, okay. Like the physical copy. I could go to Amazon and buy it. So you're not talking about the Grand Tour game? No, 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 not yet. But less than 1% of their subscribers interact with these games on a daily basis. According to the data obtained by CNBC from app tracking group Aptopia. That sounds creepy and ominous, but we'll leave that alone. Netflix's game average, uh, games average 1.7 million users, excuse me, 1.7 million lonely users per day. A silver, a silver of Netflix's, a sliver rather, of Netflix's 221 million. But you got 1.7 lonely bastards logging into whatever Netflix game. Hey, maybe they're good games. Aptopia found Netflix's games have been downloaded a total of uh, 23.3 million times since Netflix announced a push into mobile gaming on their November uh, in November 2021. Streamer started with just five games, a collection that has since expanded to over two dozen titles. So 24, including games based uh, on exploding kitten card game. League of Legends spinoff, Hextech Mayhem, and strategy title Into the Breach. Netflix also plans on adding... I can't make this up. It sounds so dumb. They're adding a game based on its original series, Queen's Gambit. So they're adding Ooh, chess. chess. Exactly. They're, they're just adding chess. <laughs> they're going to put chess. Don't on the- copy the Microsoft version. <laughs> we know. <laughs> That's a fair point. Copyrights, man. Do you know what I think would maybe work is if they were able to do like... um, An original idea? Like Jack in the Box or even like Monopoly where people in different houses can play together. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, that's how they would make it work. Yeah. And if we could put it on a mobile device so you could carry it around wherever you go. Yeah, your phone. Oh, so like a whole generation of people who have that device glued to their face could just instantly go, oh, I can play with my friends. 
if you only had it in a separate app for that game. Man, that'd be a that'd be a billion dollar idea. Yeah, too bad we can't do anything about it. Nah, Netflix won't listen to us. They don't watch. Don't be giving them ideas for free. <laughs> they don't watch the out. podcast. It's fine. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix wants to double its current offerings of games to 50 titles by the end of 2022. Ooh. Lord knows what crap that's going to be. With other titles Whoa. like Hearts. <laughs> and Backgammon. Backgammon. Ooh. Don't and forget. Oh, my gosh. I'm going checkers. to play you in Othello. Winter oh, and summer Olympic games that we had on floppy disks. Yes, but <laughs> I oh, will. The epics, the epics win, uh, like winter. Oh, I had that on one conversation. I will oh, challenge gosh. all you to Mojang, which I still don't know a uh, first lick of the rules of it. I just randomly click. They couldn't afford Uno, but they have the Mexican equivalent of Dos. <laughs> <laughs> Uno was safe. <laughs> God, that, that might be the title of the podcast. Fight. God damn it, Steven. <laughs> He's good for one of podcasts, man. Um, previous reports show Netflix game downloads slowly growing over the course of almost one year. They now have two people that log in religiously. <laughs> Thanks, folks, Mom. And then they're ignorant motherfuckers <laughs> like you. Oh, completely. Like being ignorant to this next story. Oh, so you've been my watching. God. There's a new Tekken project being teased to where, Big Brother, if you scroll down, they actually have a, a trailer here. Go to uh, 1 minute 40 because that's where the meat of the story is because at the Sunday's Tekken 7 Grand Finals at EVO 2022, uh, they posed a teaser for their new project. This is but old footage. There is a short at the end. CG ending of the original Tekken showing Kazuya Mishima throwing his father, uh, Hinachi, off a cliff. Kazuya then smirks, and then it turns into a photorealistic version of the character with text saying, get ready. You can replay that. Um, or the whole thing, because Kazuya they show off a lot Mishima, of it. Hayahashi and then, Mishima. There, right there. That is the shot. That's the money shot right there. Right, that's not bad. That's not a good money shot. That's not a good money shot. That's Plot, the best right one we're going to get. Um, and then the text of get ready. So a lot of people speculate. Get ready for the next battle. That this is Tekken 8. Do you see them being original, or are they just going to follow in line, and this is just going to be Tekken 8? Um, you know what? It could be. Um, we haven't had a Tekken, uh, the, the sequel to Tekken Tag Tournament for a while. Well, that's what I'm saying. Too. Like, everybody's saying Tekken 8. It could be something like that. Um, I would say Tekken Tag Tournament, the third one, because the last one was uh, 2000. Jeez. Uh, the first Tekken Tag Tournament was 2002. That was early, yeah. The, the second one was on console only, and that was uh, 06 or 07? Yeah. No, no, that was 09. Yeah. 09, 10. <clears throat> Well, you have that Tekken anime coming out on Netflix to tie it back, but there's a lot of Tekken coming out. And I feel like, especially with like a Tekken anime, there's that's a perfect premise for an anime because beat-em-ups are right in line with that to where you have like there, Baki that came out. There's plenty of animes for it, but um, yeah, I still think uh, it has to be done right. That's where I hold hope for Netflix because they have done certain, I will say, Anime, right. 
Yeah. Just not the live action anime properties. I think that you just have more freedom with an animated version of anything. And um, not that I think live action should go away, but there are just certain genres that we should just not bother being mm. into live action. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm excited for a new Tekken game, but I'm more interested in this anime promise from Tekken because this is, like we were saying, this whole podcast. This is a whole new world that you can tap into. You can dive into the original content, dig from there, also pull from your own original ideas to make this something new that we wouldn't get from a Tekken game, but it still has, along that same vein, the same feel. Like the alternative the... one would be we haven't had a um, Tekken first Street Fighter either. Mm. We haven't had that one for a while. There's big fighting game crossovers, man. You got Capcom uh, versus Marvel. You have uh, Injustice versus Mortal Kombat. You have that dichotomy. Why not? Yeah, so you have... I could see uh, the, the fighting game community because you have Street Fighter Six coming out. You have Tekken, you know, Tekken's going to be releasing, probably mm-hmm. doing Tekken 8. Yeah. But it would it would make sense for them, while they're in conjunction, to do sequel to, you know, Tekken vs. Street Fighter. or And then, on top of that, add SNK, because Capcom vs. SNK was also a huge hit. Well, okay, you ready for my tinfoil hat theory? Okay. Oh boy. Uh, Here we yeah, go. it's going to be great. You guys are going to have so many eye rolls. So Mm -hmm. the reason why they went to the original clip with him throwing his father off a cliff, smirking, is it's an homage to them throwing their father of, like, uh, Street Fighter, because Street Fighter came first. They're like a father to Tekken, throwing them off the cliff, and that's how we're getting the Street Fighter first Tekken. I'm just announcing it here today on the Triforce podcast with no actual knowledge or factual basis. I think we're just going to get a remaster of Tekken. Mm-hmm. Well, then on to our next story, which is equally as depressing, <laughs> because <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 6 gets development update from Rockstar Games boss. Uh, the team's lips are sealed, but it's sounding like the story will be toned down in comparison to previous entries. There are also whispers of them, like we reported last week, of being a female protagonist for the first time in the stomping grounds of Vice City. Uh, Quote, the latest generation console players on Grand Theft Auto Online grew over 40% this quarter and are monetizing at a rate of 36% higher than players on previous generations, CEO Strass Zelnick said. I think I'll sit this one out. GTA Plus. They separated finally the GTA Online and Mm -hmm. not made it exclusive. Yeah, GTA Plus, the premium membership available exclusively on those consoles, uh, has seen constant growth since launch. So they aren't sure when the game is coming out or what it'll be titled. But one thing, we, like we talked about in previous podcasts, they are looking to just have this game as a launching point and just expand off of southern U.S. from there. As a start, they'll probably work their way into the center and in through the West, if I would imagine, if enough people are dumping their money into it. 
But, I mean, ultimately, the next GTA always takes a while. Um, for a microscopic story. Literally, we've been talking about the next Grand Theft Auto for like 10 years, and we have always known they're going to Vice City. It's the worst kept secret, like, ever. Pretty much. <laughs> and all they've done so far is re-render the old city. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was actually a nerd who got a hold of Unreal 5, and then he probably just made a video, and they're like, you know what? Trailer. I guarantee that's what we're going to fucking get. Steal that guy's content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, legally buy it, whatever. Well, legally, we're going to find this next story equally as interesting because U.S. court rules <laughs> against AIs, being that they are not individuals. Not yet. No, no. Watch this the is, Animatrix uh, if you want to see the future. This is where Ex Machina comes in. <laughs> um, yeah, that's in there, too. <laughs> there, somewhere. The ruling came in response to one of many cases. That is scary. Steven, I see your AI counterpart. <laughs> many, <laughs> this is the concerning part. Many cases. There's more than one. Uh, headache too. Yeah, there's more than one of this, okay? Because... This was brought before the court by Dr. Oh, he paid the money. Stephen Fowler, who has repeatedly tried to file patents or application patent applications for his creations of his AI named uh, the device for the autonomous bootstrapping of unified science or Dabus. Well, it rolls off the tongue. I'd call it Dabus too. Dabus. Device for autonomous bootstrapping. That's rather specific. Of unified science. All science, I'm going to bootstrap it with my AI. It's pretty much what I'm getting there. Maybe off. But in the spot on the application where inventors normally write their last names, Thaler instead wrote, the invention was generated by artificial intelligence. That's a hell of a last name. You would think. And submitted a sworn oath on behalf of his AI creation. <laughs> it was not a manifesto. It was an oath, I swear. <laughs> sure, Jan. Anybody else feeling like Terminator's like right around the corner? You got some crazy asshole. on anywhere on there. <laughs> you got some crazy asshole like, no, my AI made this invention. I wouldn't be surprised if it did, though, because we've seen... You're about to be arrested Twitter by the Minority Report. Have, <laughs> ...have done in a, in a very quick amount of time. Yeah, but it's all programming, you know? I'm, I mean, it's not a person. It can look at people and statistically look at the information, analyze it, and then... I don't want to say it forms its own opinion, but it just calculates the data and then gives you calculated answer and as humans you look at that like oh my god it's alive but it's actually just doing what it's programmed to do you know it's magic i mean are you gonna say that dr strange is a real uh real practitioner of magic yeah does he still hold over his doctorate in magic because he was a doctor of medicine or is he just a doctor of medicine does magic He's a doctor of medicine that does magic. Didn't you watch the movie? Exactly. So, you know, AI, not inventors. We're all safe 
for now. Okay. Till Skynet takes over. <laughs> so just chill. Look, that's how I end on a happy note in this story, all right? I'm trying to let people know that AI isn't going to dominate your lives. Maybe your child's, maybe your children's children, just not yours. You're going to be long dead before any of that happens, hopefully. Oh, that's, that's a positive thought. And on that bombshell. We go over <laughs> to our next positive thought, which is the end segment. Which 42. I thought there's nothing more 42 than this. Especially with along the lines that we've been talking this whole podcast. So the end segment this week is what franchise would you rather they kill instead of keep regurgitating something else? It could be games, movies. What are you tired of? What franchise do you despise at this point? Ass and the Furious. (sighs) Was it space that did it in? I don't have friends. I got family. (laughs) <laughs> that <laughs> that number one that number one yeah no. um mm-hmm. but also i haven't watched beyond tokyo drift so me either that's when i stopped caring i was like this was a garbage no, movie and i shouldn't say that i'm not at invested enough in this franchise to care whether it continues to go on or not but like Nobody do you is. remember in space balls <laughs> oh, no, he was like rocky 5000 it feels like we are going to get a Fast and Furious 5,000. <laughs> yeah, we will. Gee, what is going to happen? It feels like gonna it's going to be that. Are the cops going to chase him? You got to understand, they were stealing like 16-inch tube VCR television comps. jacked to like 76 inches. Yeah. It, it was always that check your brain at the movie door to where... I mean, after three, I was like, I've I've seen pretty much all of what you guys are going to do. And everybody was like, no, man, got to watch one. Fast 4, got to watch Fast 5. And it even got it. like its own spinoff, I think, right? Bro, um, I haven't even watched all the Harry Potter films, okay? Uh-uh. That's one of those things. I'm just not going to watch it. I'm sorry. Hobson Shaw was actually... Good, just because of Jason Statham oh, and Fast and, and Furious Rock. with superpowers. <laughs> Tell me more. And then they went to space in the next movie. How much more Marvel do you guys want to get? You just made it about cars. We're gonna steal space. You just made it about cars. Now, Fast the and the Furious was very instrumental in the car industry with aftermarket expand uh, extensions of your car. Unfortunately, and, and they you know invented what? You know the seventy six you know uh, It was. Yeah. actually promoted on it was actually promoted on on the playstation 2 tokyo extreme racer it actually had a promo clip of the original fast and furious on that game that tells you their marketing at that time yeah yeah no i mean as far as franchises that i would like to see die i mean i'd like to hold out hope um but, I mean, one thing, I mean, as an anime fan, I love it. There's just been too much of it, and I cannot keep up with it because it's, it's just ridiculous. But One Piece, end that shit, bro. You have had longer than anyone else in concurrent animation. Snuff the story. How much more do you have to tell? I mean, it's a guy on a... Fu- it's a pirate on a boat. 
I get how entertaining that is, but finish the story. If I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. I just, I, I respect that they have had that concurrent story. I just think, make this man the goddamn Pirate King already. Nine, over 900 episodes. They're probably up to 1,000 by now. And Reminds you still haven't me. made him the the Pirate King. Reminds me of the Greg Giraldo joke where he said George Bush would read the Bible every day. Finish the book. Just finish it. <laughs> finish the book. <laughs> totally stole that. So what if the guy threw a shoe at me? Rest in peace. Not George Bush, Greg Giraldo. Um, old man, what do you want to see die? I really don't have a a, a solid answer to that one. Really franchise don't. you'd like to see back off at least back off I mean slow down uh, give it time to breathe oh how about dc could they slow down a bit boy i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say I, I almost said dc but we already talked about dc so i was trying to pick something else <laughs> and, um, now there's a, like you know what and i'll even take back fast and furious because i don't want to don't want to there's so few things that bring people joy Mm -hmm. in the world and you got to find your your bliss where you can and and if fast and the furious is where you find your bliss then i don't want to hate on it for you um maybe we need to calm down with stargate shows we're good i mean yeah i mean that original (laughs) show i think we might be full up on stargate shows at this point um between the movie and the and the show i've i really feel you covered all there are no 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 there are like seven different shows and like movies that have come out since the original film when (laughs) (laughs) that's the fast and the furious kind of effect like there like you kept going like yeah, like they, the they really did. They really one. did. I stopped looking at you guys. You you guys kept going, huh? Wow. Like the flash, it's like the Flash show. We're like, wow, it's still in the air. Wait, <laughs> like, you're I really next thought year? that that had ended a long time ago. It's yeah, like when we it, did too. It's like when I mention like a per, uh, an actor that died to Big Brother. He's like, you mean he wasn't already dead? <laughs> All right, <laughs> so we have Stargate, the 1994 film with Kurt Russell and James Spader. Yes. Uh, I Amazing. love that movie. Then we had Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate Universe, Stargate Continuum, Stargate Origins, Stargate The Ark of Truth. Oh, my God. I stopped caring after I was like, oh, I heard about Atlantis. SG-1 had MacGyver on it, right? Yep. Yep, that's what I thought. And that show was was uh, the most successful of all of them and lasted 10 years. The rest, we had like, you know... Hit or misses. between three to five years. Um, okay. And then some were just like made for TV film. I don't even know if they had theatrical releases. I'm not sure. They just kind of put them in under the wire and just said, somebody watch it. Made for TV movies. They made put for it, TV commercials. They put it on like a lifetime kind of television network they created. I mean, they have like over like 5,000 TV It's where networks. the infomercial is 15 minutes and the show is actually two minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> buy this movie. You could buy it now. We'll get back to it. You know what I mean? Order I mean, now. We'll get back to the movie. Just order. Like one franchise. How about this as an alternative? One, fr- one franchise you're glad is dead. Mine, Godfather. I mean... You probably should have stopped it too. 
Because one and two, if you would have just kept that as a, a duo of movies. Perfect. Land Before Time. Oh, yeah. They made way too many of them. It's like 20 yeah. something of those. Yeah. <laughs> Mama, what's a long neck? And they really should have stopped at the first one. That first one was a. No, that was the prep. You didn't so need anything else. about the next one? Like, maybe I, a cartoon. Could it be a next like, one? Land Before Time, 27. Oh, Jurassic <laughs> Park. There They're going to keep making these movies until they get to humans. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that kind of amiibo, like, microbacrobial stage is going to be a little bit less uneventful. Unless you take it like Osmosis Jones. Oh, my God. That one, that one was one they shouldn't have done either. That was, that was so a good gross. movie, but then once they did that show, I was like, why is this one pill staying around forever? <laughs> like, this, is, this was a 24-hour pill. Like, he had a life expectancy in that movie, which created urgency. But now we just got I feel bad for anyone that had, like, that their teachers rolled out the movie Inner Space and Osmosis Jones in <laughs> science class. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that work. <laughs> no, I paid to see Osmosis Jones. Um, but yeah, no, man. Those are just a couple off the top of my head. Old man, do you have anything you wish you hadn't saw besides this podcast? I know that's probably at the top of the list, but... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if we're going to call a spade a spade... The, the last Indiana Jones movie should have never happened. Oh, oh that was Skull. awesome. I like the Crystal Skull. That was a big, great movie. Big, big, big Brother and myself, we love Crystal Skull. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic I movie. Love you don't know what Kate you Blanchett. <laughs> I yes. like the actors in it. I love the plot, they too. They were trying don't to segue it was the plot. off with, with a plot that was just like, hey, you can see through this skull. It's about aliens. Ancient aliens. I think the that, show. to me, was a little bit... I think that was a little bit too much. Nah, One of the things about Indiana Jones that I enjoyed was that it, it was... I don't know. It wasn't so... fake feeling. And I know that there is a film in which he reaches into the chest and he pulls out the heart the and the person's one. still living. Yeah, the very first one. Yeah. yeah. Remember watching yeah. um, the 80s. Well, that was Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. And that really racist version yeah, of the was, Asian child? One. Dr. Jones! Like, oh, you could not do that today. But that it felt more like an adventure film. And this felt, what do you want? And even like with the Nazis and, and the Ark of the Covenant and everything, like it, it didn't feel as like lazy fake as Crystal mm -hmm. Skull did. I mean, like it, it just felt lazy. Well, here's the thing: you Raiders, have... Raiders to to uh, the Last Crusade always had religious and historical overtones. That was that was the premise of that arc. And I'm not anti-alien because I do think that in a universe that we have no idea what the boundaries are. Oh, they were state that we are the they were fucking with us. Living sentient beings is, is silly. There, there's got to be other life out there. 100 percent like to his point and not even so much the religious overtones but there was there was stuff in there that that kind of fit into the timeline of our history 
so you're saying um, that you don't like believe that. aliens would visit the intergalactic Arkansas. I do believe. <laughs> no, because we were assholes then. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're still assholes. I, I do believe there's like that whole that whole missing link thing that something happened there, whether it is aliens or atmospheric or whatever. I don't know, and no one's going to know for sure until you know aliens. Younger, they find Dryas, that definitive uh, that definitive piece. Stone date. I don't want to be like that ancient aliens guy. But I also don't want to completely rule it out. Something just felt like I don't know how to articulate it well, but it just it was lazy. Like there was no no thought or care put into this like it felt like there were in the the previous. Well, I see what you're saying with that, because it did plot wise. It just kind of seemed easy. Um, Yeah. But also to me, me, the lazy part was the CGI. They just relied on the CGI to tell the story. Well, you have. Yes. But you also have to see a very old Harrison Ford. He's not as active. You are not getting that man to run anywhere. We didn't need to. Look at movies like um, National Treasure. Mm. Yes, there was some running around there, but you didn't need it. And, like, the main antagonist, um, Sean, what's his last name? Is it Sean Bean? Sean Bean. He barely ran. Like, none of them, like, really ran. It was more of an intellectual treasure hunting adventure thing. I would have bought that. I would have bought that over some of the over-the-top antics that they had going on there. And it almost felt like, oh, it's happening in this time period. Let's make it kind of campy. And I don't want it to be campy that way, especially mm. in a time where it's the the first three Indiana Jones led a little bit toward camp. But that's because in the time that they were filmed, they couldn't do the things that they could do by the time they made Crystal Skull. So yeah. it felt like they copped out. Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't do as well. I have no problem with any of the cast. The entire ca- it was cast really, really well. I have no problem with Shia LaBeouf and how they brought back Kristen Ford. And I'm sorry, I forgot her name, but from yeah, so Raiders from and movie, Superman, yeah. um, Lois Lane, Kate yeah. Blanchett, yeah, Lois Lane and Kate Blanchett. They're all they're all fantastic. Yes, and I was excited to see them come back, but I just feel like they relied so much. Everything but the actual story. CG nostalgia. When it comes down to yeah. is we want a good story. We want something fun. We want something exciting and adventurous. And this didn't feel like any of those things. So they checkmarked almost all the boxes. No. Besides that one that check- mattered. That one box counts for like 68%. <laughs> I would even venture to say 70%. I work in the automotive industry where surveys are everything. I know that question. <laughs> it has to be a hundred or you don't get paid. So that's the disappointing end. We end of this end segment. Um, let us know if there is a franchise that you loyal Walljanger, would like to see meet it's fatal doom. Like meeting the fatal doom of hopping over to PJ which was not a good segue. You'll find all of our polished content hopping up on that website, as well as facebook.com backslash Triforce Pod, not Lugnuts Pod. Lugnuts Podcast it goes live on Sundays. Well, recorded, we don't go dropped live. on Sundays, dropped on the weekends. It's a new schedule. We'll figure it out. But we end us, we end off this podcast the same damn way <laughs> with the thank yous. We want a big thank you out there to Mark Trevace and Frank Percy. A lot of big things coming along our lines, as well as Matthew Kennedy and you, loyal Walljanger, for tuning in. 
checking out the podcast. But, of course, our podcast ends with a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bugro, the Matman. In the projector box, we have Katarina Thermoscara, our wonderful woman, as well as Christopher Bristow, the old man. One ever omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bucarell, as well as our mascot here at time, enjoying super crazy outside time. Another thing that's super crazy is you hopping back here next week because we love you. We miss you. We want to see you then. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. How are now going to end it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I just listened to our last episode last night and this morning in my car. I hate my voice. I don't think I can ever listen to any of your podcasts. Oh, you have a lovely voice. <laughs> Not like it at all. Here's the thing. Through editing, I orig- your first thought whenever you do anything recorded and you have to hear your voice is, oh, I hate my voice. Everybody has that thought? Then, I guess if you're masochistic enough, or, <laughs> I mean, narcissistic enough, you end up, I mean, I can't even say narcissistic because I am... Big brother even tell you, if I am like cursing or like like any kind of angry, disgruntled moment while I'm editing, it's usually because I'm I'm or I'm yelling at myself. Like a hundred percent. I'm yelling at myself. Like, shut up! Stop talking. Why the hell would you say that, you fucking idiot? Like I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, God, I'm a dumb asshole. Like, what are you doing? What are you even saying right now? So being Sometimes a harsh critic is when good I'm creatively. Talking, like, like when we were talking about Uhura, and I was talking. In the moment, I was like, nice. <laughs> and then I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, are you, you didn't have. So long? You didn't Why are have you these- taking so long to say anything? <laughs> Like, well, that's delaying. I'm I'm used to it, but you didn't have the point where I'm editing the podcast, and if I'm not friends with, like, say, one of your friends, and they're right. watching the podcast, their comments when we go live will still pop up. And I had a word flub last week to where I said, uh, like, Uhura opened the door for females and other handicaps. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fucking second after that, somebody was like, wow, handicaps, bro? Definitely not good. And I'm like, you have never said the wrong thing. I do it all the goddamn time. I'm a service advisor. I say the wrong thing. I remember when you said it, too. I was like, ooh, I know he didn't mean that. Exactly. (laughs) I'm filling time here, man. Give me some, give me some, like, a little bit of leeway here. Obviously, I didn't mean women and other handicaps, you know, like them cripples and paraplegics. Like, damn, I am not. I'm I not knew Hitler. what you meant to say because <laughs> you were talking about the specific time frame where yes. Star Trek came out when it wasn't great for a lot of people. So, like, I, I got what you were trying to say, but <laughs> I did, I did catch that when the word came out of your mouth. But I was like, well, that's like I edit probably, crap. He'll edit that out. <laughs> I edit crap out of lug nuts that I say. All the time, because I'm looking back on it like, you're a fucking idiot. No, I'm not adding that in.
And then on my end, I'm trying to be really careful and thoughtful with how I'm saying things. So when I'm listening to myself, it just feels like I'm taking a long time to talk. Then I still kind of get tongue tied because as I'm giving myself time to think, I'm having several thoughts at once. And then they kind of jumble up before they Mm. come out of my mouth. And that's when we get sound clips like two knuckles deep. I still don't know what the that was about. Hang on, I got that I one. still do not know what that sound clip was about, and that's going to bother me for the rest of my, my life. Throat. Maybe there were two knuckles deep in my throat. <laughs> this is the kind of movie that you needed to be tripping balls. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> Give it to me at the same time, giggity. See? We all have our flubs. I don't, I don't even know what the context was of that, and now it lives forever, so thank you. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be doing that. No, no, I won't. I had to have that one. Uh, I don't care about the thick boys. I care about the thick buttons. I have to take a tummy. Yeah, I got a lot of great ones. But hi. What's going on, May Man? My one punch buddy. Let me switch over the the speaker so you can hear. Hi, Connor. No, No, you can't hear yet. No, not yet. It's all right. Uh, Take your time. It's not like I gotta pee. Now he can hear you. What's going on, buddy? Hi. One punch. Hey, baby. <laughs> How you doing? Ooh, that's fun. Did you have fun at the pool the other day? Yeah. You and your dad, Connor. You and your dad have to record some audio drops for me. I need some more. I need some more of your voice for the podcast. Guess what? Amazing. You can say hi, too. Ow, do not steal me. (laughs) There we go. Hello, Maisie. I heard you had a lot of fun with Dad at the ACPW training facility today. You may have even laid the slap down on him. Yes. How'd that feel? Good. (laughs) Yeah, she's, she's, your da- she's your daughter. She's, uh, yeah, she's uh, <laughs> a person of many, many, many words. Guess what? If you do this, yeah. then you What? Does it transform? Oh, All right. Wow. wow. Off you go. Okay. Ow, ow, ow. Do not sit on my foot. <laughs> okay. One punch. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Ow. <laughs> I love that. Oh, good job, Connor. Good job. <laughs> that was so great. Oh, God. That actually might make it in. Funny little story that I did with Maisie yesterday. Um, so I took her to the ACPW training facility yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so um, she got to see uh, the wrestling uh, guys uh, train a little bit, and then... I got into the ring and pulled her into the ring and I had her throw a working punch, took a bump for her. And then the guys egged her on to pin me. And then the guys counted the one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, I bet she loved that. Oh, she thought it was a blast. She thought it was a blast. Um, 
one thing I had in the live folder, but I mean, we could just kind of talk about it because it's a kind of a segue into a lot of stuff here. But Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns game has been delayed. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's surprising. Wolverine's Claw is slightly retracted. But these are the guys that are putting out, uh, that have put out, rather, Giggity, XCOM. So, I mean, if there's going to be a turn based game that has legs, you know, I'm kind of thinking it's that. I'm fine with it. You know, um, but overall, man, there's been a lot of anime announcements. You got Rise of the Shield Hero new season. You got um, My Hero Academia sixth season being announced (coughs) as well as um, Is It Wrong to Pick Up a Girl in a Dungeon season four, which is really good anime. I got to catch up on. The Crunchyroll is really hitting it out of the park. Now, one thing that I did see, which it, it popped up as a rumor. So, you yeah. Well. Um, there's a Dragon Ball Disney Cinematic Universe rumored to be in development. A Dragon Ball Disney mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe. A live-action Dragon Ball Cinematic Universe from Disney being rumored, which would adapt the popular anime series. The rumor comes from, uh, I always love saying their name, Ultra Raw 26, who claims that to have heard Disney is planning on a new live-action Dragon Ball franchise with hopes of replicating a massive success in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A lot of that does that mean? Around. Does that mean every time that we have to hear Goku or Vegeta scream, it's going to go into song? That would be awesome. Um, said I heard this rumor a few days ago that Disney is planning to start a new Dragon Super Ball live Saiyan! action. Super <laughs> Saiyan. <laughs> I would love to see that musical though. Um, <laughs> this hoping to replicate the massive success of the MCU. Yep. Now this is only a rumor. I don't know hey, if it's true. I only hope to see if Super Saiyan Four will actually make its entrance one day. Essentially, Ultra Raw Twenty Six heard a rumor that Disney, because they when they purchased Fox, Fox owned the rights for Dragon Ball, so they are apparently trying to MCU that shit. And since Disney bought a lot of the rights that Fox owned, what are you doing with this power of 9,000? <laughs> I mean, Dragon Ball hasn't been in it. It hasn't been a slouch. They've been putting out a lot of content, a lot of movies. I mean, they had that Brawley film recently. They got another one coming out, which is all CG. Which is not bad. I mean, we've been having CG Dragon Ball forever with the games because they yeah. kept putting out the same goddamn thing over and over again. And everybody bought it. Everybody bought it because that was the only thing. You love Dragon Ball? Guess what? You're going to buy that new fucking game easily. You know, it's it's that money that you grab. But... Those are the only two real stories that I saw that uh, really had any credence in the uh, end credits there. I mean, a promising, do you see? Because as I read into this, people are taking this as they want to have Dragon Ball as its own universe, and, but it's still within that Dragon Ball realm. 
It, a lot how, like the MCU how does. How messed up would it be? I can actually just see it being Disney owning the rights just to add them into Kingdom Hearts to just add another fucking layer to that game. <laughs> I mean, I see that. I see that as like a bonus. But if they can do what Fox could not with Dragon Ball Evolution, if they could make an original premise, Goku, in the modern time, the baby shooting Earth, what would happen today? If they could do that in a universe, and then you can have fun. You know, they don't even necessarily have to start with Goku. They could just have a film about the Saiyans. They could really go anywhere if they're planning a universe. Like, you I know mean, what I'm Mass saying? Effect, that shit. Exactly. Like, you can do where you can start wherever you want. Just because it's in that Dragon Ball universe, if you're going to make it live action, I think you have to hold open the at least thought that they may go somewhere you weren't thinking. Or uh, flip the script and make Frieza the good guy. Oh, man. You make a Joker movie with Frieza? That. Oh. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. Like, who would you cast as Frieza? Um, jeez. I'm um, saying Martin Short. We can do a lot with makeup nowadays and CG. I mean, live action. Um... Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I'll fucking allow that. Because that sounds that has promise. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds he good. can he can do a lot, and he has that short, like dry delivery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Although, can you still have Frieza calling the Saiyans dumb monkeys? I mean, they are monkeys, like evolutionary wise. But would that hit that that woke culture nerve? Yeah, one hundred percent. But I think more companies are just saying, "I don't care. You can cry out as much as you want. Nobody else has a problem." You know what I mean? To where I think they should keep it in. And the and the best part of that segue is you just have Deadpool come in and just say, "Nope, nope." I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk through the scene and <laughs> <laughs> not acknowledge anything. Just look around a little bit and then just walk through. It's Disney. You can do that. It's like I'm, I'm just I think I'm going to go over here and and um, they own all the rights, so they could do whatever they want and really make it interesting. Hey Bishop, this guy's bald too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this bald guy wants you to hit that subscribe button right there and right above my head. That's going to be the very best per jangers and wall hangers video for you. Right above our cardboard Kelly is going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist, all over 150 of them. And, of course, this podcast never ends until we hear our main man Connor say, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>